Adversity Wisdom Speaks is sponsored by Alternative Solutions with Results. We are also sponsoring Nicole Borgie's eight-week empowerment course, Shift Happens. If you or anyone you know is ready to make that shift into empowerment and leadership, don't miss it. Details can be found going to bit.ly forward slash numerical number eight, weeks to empowerment. That's bit.ly forward slash eight weeks to empowerment. All links are listed here on this page. And now let's go back to the show. and welcome to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Today, we have the honor of having Irina in the studio. She's calling in from Georgia, originally from Russia. Welcome, welcome to the show. And Irina, share the audience. How do you pronounce your last name? It's a tricky one. It's a beautiful one, but it's kind of tricky. Good morning, Beverly and Nicole. I am glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And my last name you would pronounce Strunina, Irina Strunina. There you go. It's a beautiful name. Okay. Nicole, why don't you share with the audience a little bit about Irina and uh, we'll get into this. Irina was born and raised in Russia and she's a master of sports and trained with the Olympic Reserve Cross Country Skiing Team. She's a graduate of the Academy of Trade in St. Petersburg, and she started her career managing retail. Then she served as the director of Medical Scientific Research Center before she moved to Atlanta in 1995. She uses her passion for health and nutrition and her experience in sports expertise in food retail and cooking to guide and serve her customers, helping them find their individualized paths to better health. Irina is a certified uh, heart disease and diabetes. She's certified in nutrition for heart disease and diabetes, and she is also a contributor to Amazon number one best-selling book, Ready to Rise. And that's 62 ways you and your business can grow and thrive in challenging times. What a great book for right now. She's also the founder of Smart Move 360, a health strategist, a cooking coach, educator, active life's advocate, speaker, and trainer. And I'm coming to your house for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so she starts out as a skier and here she is today with all these other things going on in life. Wow, that is quite the bio. But we're sure honored to have you on the show here today, Irina. And we're going to talk about that, that diabetes aspect of it. But first off, share a little bit with the audience. How did you get from being a skier to where you are today? 
Well, I this is a very good question and from being a skier it's almost like going to ancient history you know like we have to go to another century so <laughs> <laughs> i will not go that far but uh, i just uh, happen to be um, a survivor of the diabetes uh, my husband was diagnosed with diabetes lived with diabetes passed away from diabetes and of course caring for him helping him out I learned a lot and uh, after his passing it was a quite time when I didn't know what I can do because I was really in his business he was a telecom consultant and I was helping him out and working with him and suddenly I found myself without anything I came from a different country with education and trade in Soviet Union so this is very very different uh, thing but um, as I told you earlier, uh, about three years ago, I had lots of information, didn't know what to do and what to do with myself. Then I realized with the help of others that this information is needed not only for me, but other people. So I started thinking about how I can share it. One of the ideas was I would become public speaker and we'll share it from the stage. And then we have pandemic happen and all stages closed. All literally like physical stages closed but the virtual stages opened so i started participating in different seminars and you know things like that and eventually formed my company smart move 360 because you got to make a move to make a change right so and turning around you could move to different orbit and find yourself in a very different health stage business stage whatever stage you you're looking for and um here I am right now. I have a course. I have a web uh, web course. I have the Facebook group that is 13,000 people now. And um, I have community that I'm opening that is offering uh, help and guidance to people who need uh, that with diabetes. Wow. That is so awesome. And, you know, it just shows that when one needs to get resourceful, they can. And a lot of times it's not by choice. It's almost like you said by force. It's like you find yourself in a situation that was not planned for. And, you know, and it can be critical. And so the subject that you're talking on can be very informative to a lot of people because I think diabetes is used to be like the third, but I believe it's right up there, almost close to the top of the number one, you know, disease in the United States and probably in the world these days. And there's so many aspects of it. So share with the audience a little bit about um, how it changed your life, knowing, you know, that someone that you love dearly had, you know, the problem and working through that. And what was some of your lifestyle changes that had to be made? Because I know not all diabetics end up with the same thing. Because if you have childhood diabetes, that's different from adult diabetes, you know, and how it runs into, you know, activities in your life. How did that change when the diagnosis came through? And obviously things got pretty serious. What are the, what are the things that you worked yourself through that maybe the audience can have a little insight if they're under some of those same um, challenges? Well, the one of the very important things for everyone to know and this is the message that i was uh, 
going to convey from the stages is that diabetes, it is not one little thing, not even one big thing. This is the lifestyle. And if someone is not thinking through about all the consequences of the lifestyle they have, um, they very much could end up with diabetes. Not necessarily. Uh, there are very strong people out there who could push through the uh, a lot of uh, stress and a lot of challenges and came out on the other end being still healthy and, and strong. But these are very lucky, I would say, individuals. Uh, majority of us, we are abusing our bodies till about the age of 40. And at 40, our body is saying, you know what, enough is enough. So the most important thing that I know and that works for everyone, I, uh, that if you start paying attention to what you do, how you sleep, how you exercise your body, how you eat, how you manage your stress, it's all contributes to your overall health. And with diabetes, what I learned, my husband was very, very busy. He was very successful in his business. He was very, you know, needed in many countries around the globe. And with the schedule he had, under the stress that he had to handle, his body eventually literally gave up because, you know, when you're traveling, especially for those business people who are traveling a lot, you are getting on a plane, you have no idea where you will uh, eat next time, where you will, when you will sleep next time. All this is very often depends on the weather, very often depends on some other challenges that technology bring to us. And as a result, the schedule becomes very, you know, chaotic and not structured. And it's hard if you're not putting, you know, paying attention to it. It's very hard to stay on track. So being under stress, he learned that that's something that he is doing well with. But I know that his body wasn't doing too well. I know also that we were traveling and this was some challenges that we wouldn't eat well or, okay, this is the last thing that we could have at the moment because next time it will be tomorrow. So this, whatever this last thing is, this is what you grab. It could be hamburger, it could be French fries, it could be a little pack from the vending machine. So with diabetes, everything has to be scheduled or scheduled, at least planned. And people who really following those directions, they always have a little snack. They always know that they need to have some water with them. This is something that um, you learn along the way. And the main import most important thing is diagnosis is not a life sentence. This is a diabetes. Diabetes is a diagnosis. People can live with that. People can manage with that. People can be happy with that. It's not something that people have to give up and stress out about. Yeah, that is so true. And like you said, it, it is a lifestyle change. It's understanding what it is, and it can be very manageable. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anyone out there on the planet that doesn't know someone. I've got family members. Um, I was actually married to a gentleman who was a 
diabetic from eight years old, which is really interesting. I learned a lot, you know, living with him for four years, um, you know, what that was like and what that was all about. And there were some challenging moments, you know, from, you know, that childhood perspective versus onset, you know, as an adult, you know, regulating um, insulin and things like that. And diet, like you said, it's important and it's critical that you eat at certain times, you know, and where's that blood sugar level and what's, what's going to make it spike and what's going to keep it down. And, you know, you go into a comatose state versus just a, a too much sugar state. They're so similar, you know, but the difference and a lot of it had to do, you know, with the smell. It was interesting. The one time he went into a comatose state was just that, that rotten fruit smell. And um, so that, that is an interesting um, discomfort for the body and how it works. So understanding it. And I think, you know, you would think there'd be so much more information out there about diabetes and living with it and how it functions and what are, what are the things that you can do and to avoid, but there really isn't a guide out there, which is why your work is really relevant and helps people to understand what that is, right? And so when you look at it from that perspective, um, was your, was your husband diagnosed later or was he from childhood? My, no, he was diagnosed late, later. He was 46 when he got diagnosed. And um, the thing that I, I totally agree with you, there is a lot of information about diabetes. Everyone knows at least one person. You know, the statistics just in the United States, if you look at the number of people with diabetes and pre-diabetes, there is every third person in the country has that has has this diagnosis every third 90% of people with prior pre-diabetes do not know that they have it they may right. suspect that something wrong they may suspect that this may be the, the you know the, the the result but they not testing for it because this is the thing that um unfortunately we have the situation everybody knows about diabetes but very few people know what it is. The public schools, the public uh, healthcare are not really educating public about it. And a lot of uh, manufacturers, they really don't care about it. What <laughs> they need to do, they need to sell their product because this is their lifeline. They have to survive. They That's have right. to make sure that people are coming back to them and uh, buy their product. So they put the secret sauce into the food that they have and um, you know people become addicted to this particular place to this particular product because there is something in it majority of it is like different sugar combinations different you know ingredients that are not helping our bodies to thrive but rather damaging and making them dependent on it and that's the the challenge that really is uh, every health educator right now has how to convey this message to people that this is not that you need it. It's you got used to it. It's you were taught to have it. 
And you know, people are saying diabetes runs in our family. It's not diabetes runs in our family. This is the lifestyle of your family that brings diabetes in the next generation and the following generation. Can, can you go further into that about how it affects the family? You know, because it's, it's such a, a large dynamic. It affects the family, you know, how we eat, how we, how we live, how we exercise, and we pattern what we see at home, right? Um, so if you could talk a little bit about that, that how that affects each other. Uh, absolutely. You see, uh, as I already said, uh, we, we hear it often from people, oh, I need to know more about diabetes because, because it runs in our family. My grandmother had it, my mother had it, my cousin had it, it runs in our family. Well, grandmother, so many years ago, was for whatever reason uh, living the life that she was living, maybe because of financial reasons, maybe because of some other way of her, you know, time frame, you know, whatever she was doing. And obviously she, at back then, we were not talking about diabetes at all. It was something that people didn't know much about also. So back then it was the disease that you've got, that you have, that you will die from, and you probably will pass to your children. But this grandmother was taught to cook in a certain way, to eat in a certain way, to move in a certain way, or don't move because she's busy taking care of different things in the kitchen or, you know, providing some other uh, mainly food to the family, right? So, but they still were eating much better because the food that was coming from the places, from the farmers, was much healthier, was not so affected by the different chemicals and and everything that is now placed on the farmer's fields to keep the vegetables and fruits look pretty. Uh, so, and coming instead of one crop a year to have five crops a year. So that's all different story. So grandmother was taught this way. Obviously she was teaching her children live this kind of way. We eat this much of that food. This is our tradition. This is our family secret recipe. All this. So her children learn from her all this. So this is what they grew up with. Nobody told them that maybe that cornbread in such quantities is not so good for you. They were like, oh, this is the tastiest thing and I will have as much as I can and as often as I can. So then they have this um, not very active lifestyle because they may be writers, because they may be engineers, because they may be bakers, whatever they do, they are not moving too much. And this is not in our family. We are not athletes. We're not, you know, Olympic, you know, champions. We, we're not. We, we're just regular people. We don't, don't do that. And that goes from one generation to another. And uh, as a result, from one generation, food habits, recipes, not Olympic champions, uh, mindset brings to the next generation, okay, yes, we have diabetes. This is why we don't train, not vice versa. <laughs> this, is, this, this is all upside down. And once in a while, you meet someone who is saying, 
all my family for several generations down and broad had diabetes. I decided I will break out of it. And th this person will start actually do the right thing. They will start moving more. You don't have to train with the Olympic team to, to live a healthy lifestyle. You just, if you do it regularly, consistently, a little bit, but daily, you contributing to your health. So they start exercising, they start eating different, they start using more of the natural food and less of those shelf packaged food that we have no idea what is in it. They start <laughs> cooking at home. And when you cook at home, you know what you put in your, you know, in your meat dish, right? So all this person starts changing and they they call it, I escaped diabetes because I did that. No, you didn't escape diabetes. You just live the way how we all need to live. And it will be good if somebody in your family will get inspired, will do the same thing. Wow. You know, and that is critical, regardless of whether you've been diagnosed or not. And, um, you know, we are going to take a short break here. And then when we come back, Irina is going to give us some tips on what can we do? to help us live that healthy lifestyle and change any kind of discomfort that could happen. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. 360 Wisdom Speaks is sponsored by Alternative Solutions with Results. We are also sponsoring Nicole Borgie's eight-week empowerment course, Shift Happens. If you or anyone you know is ready to make that shift into empowerment and leadership, don't miss it. Details can be found going to bit.ly forward slash numerical number eight, weeks to empowerment. That's bit.ly forward slash eight weeks to empowerment. All links are listed here on this page. And now let's go back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We have Irina here with us calling in from Georgia. She is sharing some great information on diabetes because it is so, so prevalent um, in the United States and in the world. And so she's been sharing a little bit about lifestyle and what has to shift, you know, and um, make a difference in living with it but also avoiding it, you know, from happening if we can start those changes early in life. So Irina, share with the audience, you know, like three major tips. What would be three things that people could bring into their lifestyle now and start, you know, teaching their children, you know, how to cook or what to eat and how to make a difference, you know, so that their health continues to stay healthy instead of going in a direction that's going to be uncomfortable, you know, as they continue to move through uh, their life? Oh, this is, this is very tough question here. Three little things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three big things. <laughs> well, first of all, one thing that everybody can do when you eat, Make sure that you have at least three colors on your plate. And I'm not talking white, yellow, 
and brown. I am talking about <laughs> green, orange, red, purple, you know, white, but three. That will bring more varieties to your plate. It will bring more vegetables to your plate. And that is something that we need to remember. We've got to eat more colorful food. It also pleases your eye and makes you enjoy your food better when it looks better, right? So this is one thing. The second thing is you got to drink more water. Everybody, we all are very dehydrated. And drinking water, and you know, sometimes people say, oh, I drink a cup of juice and cup of coffee, and I have soup in the, during, you know, at lunch. So this all counts as water. Well, maybe I'm talking about water. And very often we miss misguided, being misguided by our bodies. We have this kind of urge. I need something to get uh, to, into my mouth. I probably will go and get a snack. Get some water because very often what your body is telling you, I am thirsty. I am drying out. I need some water. And this is something that we very often do not pay attention to. So colorful plates water and the last thing and maybe first thing some movement whatever movement uh, maybe some people can do it on the way to their car in the parking lot make a couple rounds around your around the parking lot because you are too busy to do anything else but do the movement some people will say i cannot walk i cannot run i cannot bike i i'm immobile unless you're totally full body paralyzed you can do some movements and some people can do seating exercises what the main thing is to make your body you to make your heart pump your blood a little bit more actively through your body to have this uh, blood run deliver the nutrients deliver the oxygen to the extremities that suffering from it and um, so these are three very small very big, extremely important things, but I can just keep going. <laughs> that, that's, oh. that's great. I, I love how you share that because, you know, it's so important that people know that there's simple things that they can all do to, to change their life and to motivate their body to move. You know, before we leave, I really like to ask you because of the audience that we have is so enlightened and, and we really want to share the conscious collective and awakening the soul and the mind and the heart. What is the change spiritually and mentally, like holistically, when you start to change and nourish your body? You know, I know for me, when I added vitamins, I got exercise, I did some green cleansing drinks. I started with, you know, more water, getting some sunshine, uh, changing my supplementation, maybe some enzymes and electrolytes. And that's another deeper conversation. I know it's three is hard to pick, right? But but let's talk about the change on, on, a, on an emotional uh, holistic mental health level, what does that change impact you as well and, and families? This is probably the most important thing because whatever we have, first thing it happens right here between those two dots right, right there. <laughs> and nobody could forcefully remain active, forcefully continue eating right thing, forcefully continue drinking something until they 
on that level will realize this is for me. This is for me. I am doing it not for doctor, for spouse, for children, for, for, for society. I'm doing it for me because when I am good, I can bring goodness to everyone. I can take care of everyone. I am available to everybody. I am calmer because I am taking care of myself. And this is like extremely important. And, you know, being, living through this, uh, experience of having family member with diabetes. Diagnosis is not the one person experience unless you live in the forest and nobody communicates with you. <laughs> That's uh, the truth. But when you live with this diagnosis, everybody around you are affected. It may be affected in such a way that you are too sick and it doesn't have to be diabetes, any kind of disease that you acquired as a lifestyle. Uh, so everybody around caring about you, everybody around sacrificing their little, you know, things and or big things in their lives to help you out because they care about you. But this is something that they are missing. So when you're taking care of yourself, you're also helping them to have more time to develop themselves. It's a team sport. But the other thing is also if you are uh, not taking care of yourself, you're so stressed out, you are nervous, nobody who is suffering can be happy. So you are not happy. And it's a chain reaction. People around you are not happy. And so this is, this is so all like one big ball when a lot of things are connected, interconnected. And as I said, there is not one thing about any diagnosis, diabetes included, that you could change and everything will change. It will be chain reaction and everything should change if you want that to change. You know, and that, that really is important is to have that mindset to really take care of the self. Like you say, a lot of people are dependent on others thinking, you know, well, if I, if I put my responsibility on someone else, then if something doesn't pan out, I can always point the fingers. Well, it's because you didn't do this for me. Right. And that responsibility really is on the self. And, you know, when you're, in a family setting and you have children is teaching them how to be responsible for themselves. When kids are little, they want that responsibility. They're asking for more and more. Give them the responsibility. It's not about buffering and not allowing them to experience things. Oh, they might get hurt and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. You know, that's part of that whole activity and in the growing process. But, it, you know, as what you were saying, you know, what happens up here between this six inches makes a huge difference in the mindset and your belief in what's going on. You know, you can let any discomfort that you get diagnosed with take you south, you know, and, and exit the planet. Or you can say, well, wait a minute. Okay, if I created this, what can I do to uncreate it and to make living, you know, much better because there's a lot of reversals and things that you can do. And especially by some of the stuff that you were sharing and, uh, but it all begins with the self, you know, 
how much do you appreciate yourself? How much do you love yourself? Where is that self-caring that needs to take place? And, you know, your story living in that stress, you know, and that lifestyle of high speed going here, going there and not being on any kind of schedule. And all of these little tips and things that you shared here with us today, Irina, are critical regardless, you know, and when you look at um, the world today, especially with the technology, you know, we're, we're more subtle. We, we just kind of sit in front of this machine, you know, 24-7. We forget we should get up and walk and do something. So we're, we're kind of confined to the technology and forget about it because you could easily get engrossed in, you know, those activities, you know, regardless of what it is. You know, games. Oh, my gosh, these kids are so addicted to games. You know, you have a two-year-old, what, sitting there on their little tablets playing away. It's like, wow, when they should be running wild and climbing and adventuring. So it does, you know, make sense on what you're saying, um, you know, with that activity. When someone is diagnosed, you know, since we're on this diabetes thing, what is some of the um, critical things, you know, as far as, you know, changing that mindset and, coming from that self-care that they could pick up and add into their regiment of self-care to begin living with that discomfort, with that diagnosis, but not letting it define them. And how, how does that work to change that mindset? It will take some time to agree with that. I know that a lot of times, most of the times this diagnosis comes such a shock. They even people are saying it's runs in our family, but they still keep the hope that maybe I will escape it somehow. So first of all, the most important thing, diabetes is a diagnosis. It's not a life sentence. You could live, function, be happy, with that diagnosis. So this is something that people have to adapt to, believe in, and, and start making changes, as you said, add something. Don't take away everything. Well, obviously, you got to get off the couch and start moving. You have to. You have to. When you're walking, talking on the phone, walk around the room and do it standing or do something. Don't sit every time when you are talking. This is little thing that people can do. Drinking more water is so important and replace some of the drinks that you have during your day with the plain water. It's so much better for the body because the water is moving through much faster than any juice or <laughs> any soft drinks or anything, right? So, and... um and maybe one thing that we kind of, because of our lifestyles, cooking at home, learn to cook. This is something that will really change the way how you eat. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing, you know, this great information and putting in a kind of a chronological understanding order to make us give 
some thought into what can we start doing ourselves regardless of diagnosis, but just to stay overall healthy. So if people would like to reach out to you, Irina, where, where do they get a hold of you? How can they find out, you know, um, where you live and what you can do and how they can maybe use your services? Well, where I live, it's kind of hard to find out, although not that hard. Uh, the Facebook is the playground where I play, and there are a few places where you could find me, either my personal page, Irina Strunina, or my business page, Smart Move 360, or my diabetes group, Diabetes 101 for Beginners. So these are three locations on a Facebook where people could find me. I'm also on LinkedIn. I am in Clubhouse. I don't change much. I am Irina Strunina everywhere. So just Google Irina <laughs> Strunina. In most cases, it will be me. There are a couple others, but they're not that often being mentioned in the Google search. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much for being here today and sharing your information. The links will also be, um, you know, on the pages for people to reach out to you. And we are going to call this a wrap. So stay tuned, everyone, and join us on the next show. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. See you. 360 Wisdom Speaks is sponsored by Alternative Solutions with Results. We are also sponsoring Nicole Borgie's eight-week empowerment course, Shift Happens. If you or anyone you know is ready to make that shift into empowerment and leadership, don't miss it. Details can be found going to bit.ly forward slash numerical number eight, weeks to empowerment. That's bit.ly forward slash eight weeks to empowerment. All links are listed here on this page.